Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the venture capital project known as Fearless. So Fearless is a venture capital fund that was founded by Ari and Simone to support Black women and other women of color. So they invest in businesses owned by Black women and other women of color. This is to kind of balance out the disparity in those that receive funding for their startup businesses. And currently, Black people as a whole don't make up a large percentage of this space. According to the Black Venture Capital's website, we make up about 3% of that space. Black investors only make up 3% of that industry. And this is a fund that was created to sort of narrow that gap so to speak. Well, in late August, there was a lawsuit filed by Edward Bloom. You know, he's affiliated with the American Alliance for Equal Rights. And he played a big part in the overturn of the affirmative action as of recent. So he filed a lawsuit against them They appeal, you know, they go to court, they meet, and initially, they, the court did rule in their favor. However, Edward Bloom did appeal this at the 11th Circuit, and the initial judgment in the lady's favor was overturned. Now, I've seen these two women. I've actually seen them on the news. Like, I've seen Arian more than I've seen the business partner. I've seen her on ABC. And then I've seen her on the Black Star Network on a couple of occasions. On one of those occasions, she did appear with her business partner, Ayanna Parsons. So, I saw both of them. And... They said upon initially hearing about the lawsuit, when they were asked to respond to the lawsuit, they thought that this was a prank. They thought, okay, what's going on? Well, it wasn't a prank. It wasn't a dream. They were being sued by Edward Bloom, claiming that it was discriminatory because this fund only supports Black women. However, the fund actually supports other women of color as well. So Latin Americans. Yes, I did say Latin Americans because I i don't like the term Latinx. I think that it's a bit redundant, but I digress. They also support Asian women as well. So... They met in federal court, 
and Thomas Thrash Jr. was the judge. The judge said that their speech initially, he ruled in favor of the ladies of Fearless, okay, that this was protected speech and that they help, you know, women business owners. Well, American Alliance for Equal Rights appealed that and the ruling was overturned and the claim was it was racially exclusionary. Now, there have been some firms who have since, you know, cracked down on this and they continue to support black business owners. Like there's um Lab Capital invest being solely in black-led companies. And you know what? Given the climate that we're in, I have to be honest, I'm not surprised that this lawsuit was successful. My hope is that these ladies do continue to fight this because we make up such a short, uh, such a small percentage of this. So, according to Black Venture Capital, 3% of capital investors are Black, and then 2% of partners, you know, and those are the ones who make decisions. So, 2% of investors are Black. So, we don't make up a large chunk of this industry. The majority, the majority of those that make up this industry are white males. And we do need to expand. We do need to increase our presence in the space. Because the funding isn't as readily available to us as it is to the white population. And that is something that needs to change. And to be honest, this is really just a case of going after something that's Black or something that's Black-owned or something that really advertises itself or is being advertised to help Black people. because. If a group of Asian women decided to create a venture capital fund and they were going to utilize this to fund startup businesses by other Asian women, I honestly don't think you would have heard a peep about it. Like, I don't. The AAPI community has every bit as much when it comes to advocacy groups and civil rights organizations as Black people do. Possibly more. They have organizations at the national, state, and local levels. Some even narrowed down to specific Asian ethnic groups. 
However, you don't see them getting the same backlash or the same amount of flack that you see Black people getting. Especially your ADOS, your FBA, E1, and Freedmen. You know, those who are descended from slaves of the state. Okay? You don't see other ethnic groups getting pestered to this extent when they do something particularly or specifically for their people. And the lawsuit, it's not entirely true. I mean, they are a minority-owned business. However, they help other women of color as well, of the WOC as well. So it's not a Black exclusive, well, I mean, it's Black-owned, but the women held are not exclusively Black. Had this not been a Black-owned business, I don't think this lawsuit would have taken place. And I also think that it's hypocritical that that people like Bloom will go out of their way to not include Black people, and in this case, Black women. But when Black women decide to just say, the hell with it, and decide, oh, well, we're going to do our own thing, and we're going to support, we're going to provide funding to groups that are often overlooked, suddenly, because you're not reaping the benefit of it, because you feel, well, I mean, you're being excluded, you want to claim discrimination. But the fact that only 3% of investors are Black is just supposed to be a coincidence. I mean, come on, it just doesn't add up. But I'll be honest, I think that we talk too much. I think that we may have to start doing things more or less under the table, not to go against the law. But when we start these projects, we may have to be more discreet about how we advertise, how we promote, and even how we conduct the business. Sometimes it's a matter of just keeping silent or being radio silent, I guess you could say. It's unfortunate, but that might be the route that the Black population needs to go. Because these folks, they are going after everything Black. And they're not going to stop until they get the results that they want. And that result is 
us going back to Jim Crow, us being barred from the general public services. That's what they really want. So at this point, it's time to resist. It's time to stand strong. And we have to be a little more discreet on how we network with one another. I think that sometimes we tell too much of our business and that sadly makes us an easy target. That's my input. I hope that these ladies continue to fight. And I think that they will. They don't seem like folks who would just throw in the towel. They seem like they're going to continue what they're doing. They're going to continue doing their work. And I'm going to be keeping up with what's going on. I hope that this doesn't discourage other startups or those who want to start up from doing so. Good night.